Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Lavender Woman's Podcast. So, we are back, and I have a couple of things that we need to discuss before we jump into this week's episode. First of all, merchandise is coming. I've been working with um, my graphic designer and my vendor, and it's coming. I'm rolling out the fall merchandise. You guys support that because um, it's important to me, like seriously. So the merchandise will be coming soon. Also, I want to give you an update about the event. We are not able to do the event in November as we once thought that we would be able to. The event has been pushed back to December um, to allow more time for us to really solidify the event and make it the best event possible we this is our first event but we want it to be an event that stands um, in excellence so event coming in december more details will be coming forth in the next week or so it will be free but it will be small and intimate we're looking to have no more than maybe 10 to 12 ladies at that event So what's been going on in my life? Let's see. So the last episode, I told you guys that we would have a special guest that will be bringing us two health episodes geared towards women's health. Not quite sure that's going to happen now. It's not because the person was not willing and excited, but our schedules. Um, When you live a very busy life and when you are living out your purpose, um, a lot of times it doesn't allow for a lot of extra time. Um, when you're always occupied with things that are affiliated with your purpose. So we have been communicating back and forth, just trying to find a day to record. And we have not been able to find a day that fits both of our schedules. So the health episodes will not be coming forth this month. But whenever we are able to connect and record, I'm going to still give you all those episodes. So hopefully... Um, before the end of the year is out, or maybe even in January, we can coordinate our schedules to allow time for those recordings to take place. Also, this past weekend, I participated in the Alzheimer's, um, Walk to End Alzheimer's, this past weekend in honor and in memory of my grandmother. This is the second year that I have fundraised and participated in that walk. And it's just something that's really important to me because I lost my grandmother to Alzheimer's and it's a devastating disease. So the walk is to have the first survivor of Alzheimer's. So if there's ever an event in your city, in your town, even if you are not directly affected by it, um, say, for instance, someone is raising money for various types of cancer or, you know, for childhood illnesses. You may not be directly affected or know someone directly affected, but every dollar truly counts. So I really appreciate everyone who contributed to the fundraiser in honor of my grandmother. It means so much to me. And that's something that I plan to do every year as long as I have breath in my body and I'm able So that's just something that has become a tradition in my family. Also, this past week, your host and your favorite co-host celebrated 13 years of marriage. Our anniversary was on October 21st, and it made year 13. And I figured, what better way than to have your favorite co-host on this episode? So say what's up to the people, babe. What's up? I want y'all to know, I forgot, this is not even... In um, 
my notes, but we got a new pet about two weeks ago. And I want y'all to know that he's holding the pet as we record. And I'm on like pins and needles because it's a reptile. And I'm just going to leave it at that. And he's literally holding him while we record. But back, back to the cause at hand. Our anniversary was Monday. Right. 13 years. Mm-hmm. 13 years. Yeah, it was great. Was it? Mm-hmm. Had a great time. We got a chance to talk about all the past years and how we're going to do things better as the years to come. So, yeah, it was great. Good food also. Oh, the food was delicious. You guys, I can't even put into words. It's probably some of the best food I've ever had in my life. And we travel and we eat everywhere and we are foodies at heart. And the food was delicious. So, um, very simple but timely celebration for our 13th anniversary. And with that being said, this week I wanted to speak to you about parenting. It's a gift and a challenge. It is definitely not what you think it is. And because we're talking about raising children and parenting, I figured let's make this a special episode. So this will be our first time ever doing a family episode. I not only have your favorite co-host here, but I also have my kids here for the first time ever on the podcast. So Lavender Land, I want to welcome my babies to the podcast. Y'all say hello to the people. Hi. Hello. (laughs) They are joining us to give us their insight and their input as children um, about various um, aspects of parenting and I guess more importantly our parenting so let's get started we are going to talk briefly about two points that I feel are the most important well two of the most important points in parents and there are so many that we definitely can sum them up in a podcast episode but long story short you have to determine the best parenting guidelines for your children because each child is different and one thing I knew for sure was that I had to raise my children differently than how we were raised and so my husband and I were raised very similar um, but we knew early on that we couldn't raise our children the same way that we were brought up. With that being said the first point in our parenting episode is parents are not perfect and listen I don't get it right every day I miss the mark but I absolutely give my best to my girls every single day I can honestly say that they get 200% from me they each get 100% and babe when you think about the that statement that parents aren't perfect what comes to mind well comes to mind we're not going to Get everything right the first time, I or mean, the second, or the I third. Mean, just like, just like when you first, when we first had the girls. I mean, we didn't know what we was doing. Had no clue. But <laughs> you work through it, and you get better, and you get better. So, as coming with age with these girls that we have, I mean, we went through some things. I mean, my wife can tell y'all more because she's a female also. But we just do the best that we can and learn from everybody else and from our, you know. Parents, friends, I mean, just take notes. Yeah, it's a process. You don't know everything. 
And I think that's where a lot of parents go wrong is because we have this like superhuman, um, I don't know, trait about us that we are perfect parents and that we get everything right and that we can't learn from anybody else. And that's just not true. We can definitely learn from other parents, especially those who are in similar parenting situations as we are. You know, if you're raising a special needs child, your best advice is going to come from other parents raising special needs children. If you are raising um, a child with severe food allergies, your best advice is going to come from other parents that are raising children with severe food allergies. So just being open to critiquing, um, to being critiqued. Of course, constructive criticism, but just being open because you're not going to get everything right. And I don't think we understand that when we are children. You know, we don't understand that our parents still have work to do. When you are a child, you just expect them to be this perfect figure, and it's just not the case. I know for me, I definitely didn't realize that until I became a parent. It is absolutely impossible to get everything right. You are going to drop the ball but it doesn't make you a bad parent. Raising kids is hard. That's why the name of the episode is The Gift and the Challenge because it's not easy. It's not just about dressing them up in adorable outfits and taking 5 million pictures and posting them every day. It's actual work involved in raising children. And I don't think a lot of people understand the work that's involved. Like You have to be 100% selfless. You can't be selfish with your time, with your resources, with anything because they need you. So I think that that's the most important point to make is that parents aren't perfect. So girls, what do you think about that when I say that parents aren't perfect? Do you agree with that? Yes, ma'am. I do agree with you. You do? Yes, ma'am. What about you? I agree because not everybody is. I agree because not everybody is perfect. We can't, we all make mistakes. We can't just do everything right. And so, with that being said, she said we all make mistakes. One thing that I do differently than what was done when I was a child is that when I'm wrong, I apologize to my kids. You know, I'll say I'm sorry or I didn't get that right or you know, do you guys forgive me for X, Y, and Z? If you are wrong apologize to them. They are human beings with feelings. You know, sometimes children are just treated like, I don't know, like what, property? Maybe that's not a good word. Mm, no, that's not a good word. But they're treated like their voice, you know, like it doesn't matter if we were wrong. Like we don't owe them an apology and I don't agree with that. Mm, what do you have to say? Like they're treated like, like they're treated like, like we're talking about apology, right? Like, yes. Like, Why do you think it's hard for adults to apologize to children? Because they feel like that's not their job to that's apologize. Not, that's, mm, I, to it's the most, the biggest thing is with that, we feel like we don't have to apologize because we're grown. Mm. And, and, then and that's not a good enough excuse. <laughs> they don't have to apologize because they don't, they 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 act like they don't care about our feelings and that we have feelings too and that. That like they're grown and they think we're kids and they should we think they should we should apologize to them instead of y'all apologizing to us. Yeah, when you're wrong, say you're wrong, and you know that I'm grown. That's so what you're still wrong. You're grown and wrong. So what we have um, started doing is that we get into the habit that when we're wrong, we say we're wrong. When we um, ask them for their 
to accept our apology is with the intention that we're going to do better moving forward. So I think that a lot of parents, if you're not already incorporating that, I urge you to try it to see if it will make a difference in the response that you get from your children when you drop the ball and when you make a mistake because it's going to happen. There is no escaping it. It's going to happen. The next point would be point number two. In most cases, our parents did the best they could. I feel that that's a very vital point because in most cases, our parents really do do the best that they can. They, When you know better, you do better. And in some cases, our parents were not in a position to know better. Therefore, they couldn't do better. But I would say for the vast majority of people, their parents really gave it their all. They tried their best, and they did the best that they could. I mentioned earlier that my husband and I um, were brought up very similar. We have that Southern upbringing and you did what you were told, you weren't allowed to say anything back, you couldn't even ask a question because all of that was considered disrespectful. And one thing that we have incorporated into our house is that if our children ask a question, we answer them. And I know that that is really unheard of in a lot of um, African-American households. But I wanted to change the stigma in my household. And if we're going to be completely candid about it, I remember when I first sat my husband down to say, hey, I think we should start doing things this way, that way, you know, because I feel like they should do this and they should have that. And he was just like, why? I mean, if we are their parents and we tell them to do something, they should do. And I said, well, let me tell you why I feel that that is important. When we don't allow our children to challenge um, us, of course, in a respectful manner. I'm not telling you to allow your children to run over you by any means, but allow them to challenge you and ask questions because if not, you will raise voiceless children who will one day become a voiceless adult. And they will be out in this world trying to function without a voice. And we know that our voice is one of the most important things that we possess. So say, for instance, I tell them to go and do... I don't know, any random thing around the house, they can feel free to say, well, mommy, do I have to do it that way or can I do it another way? In my household growing up, that's completely disrespectful. Like that would have gotten you, I don't know, smacked, popped, on punishment, whatever the case may be. But me explaining to them the reason why I told them to do it that way helps them understand that possibly that's the best way. And also, it may help me understand that that's not the best way to accomplish that and that they may have an easier way or a quicker way or a simpler way to accomplish it. So allow your children to have a voice. Don't just um, completely mute them. So babe, what do you think about children actually voicing their opinions in their household and having a voice and sometimes challenging what they're told in a respectful way, of course, but asking those questions that typically we weren't allowed to ask as children. Well, times change. Yeah, it sounds like completely so, different. You got to go with the time. When things change, you got to adapt to the change. Of course, to this day, I probably won't say those things to my parents, but at the end of the day, I'm grown, so I approach things a little different. But as far as kids, I mean, I don't see a problem with it as long as it's respectful right. and right. But just to challenge things, to be challenged things, some things just don't need to be challenged. And that's where you're raising your kids the right way 
it'll keep you from going through that part because they'll know what to say and what not to say to you. Mm -hmm. So you tell your kid to t take out the trash and they say, well, I got to take out the trash. That's different than you telling your kids something that's important and you said it wrong and they correct you and telling you, hey, you so is this or you so is that. That's totally different than being disrespectful. So it's all how your kid come at you, actually, pretty much. I agree. Like I said, it should always be in a respectful tone and a respectful manner, but they should feel comfortable asking questions. And you got to make them feel comfortable. Exactly. You have you to produce to an environment that makes them comfortable asking questions. And I know, like, we have um, family discussions at the table, and we kind of air out anything that's on our heart and kind of share what's been bothering us and things like that. And I feel like that's so important because our children are facing different times than what we faced 30 years ago. And the anxiety that they go through and the traumas that they see day to day, it's just different. So you want to always make sure that the home is a safe and conducive environment where they feel comfortable enough to ask questions. And for you as the parent to be accepting of their questions. You know, like I remember to this day being a little girl and my grandmother making me sit at the kitchen table until about 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night because I wouldn't eat my green peas. I didn't like green peas. And it's, you know, it's like one of those things where I'm going to feed you. And, you know, with me, I've I fixed very wholesome meals, very healthy meals for them because um, our food is our medicine. However, I don't force them to eat anything that they don't like, I will encourage them to try it. And I think that's the difference. And to this day, I still don't eat green peas. And I feel like maybe if I wasn't set to um, sit at a table until my legs were numb and I started getting cramps and I was falling asleep at the table, I may eat them today, but that's something that I'll never forget. And what we have to realize about us with Southern upbringings is that a lot of times our grandparents and our parents are raising us from the place in which they had the most fear. We are talking about a time where our grandparents and great-grandparents, you know, worked for, um, for white people and they always had this fear. So they kind of raised us out of that fear. And looking at that, I don't fault them. You know, I completely understand their perspective. But now things are a little different. We're still experiencing racism in America. We're still experiencing discrimination. But, you know, when my mom was a child, her grandmother still worked for white people. She cleaned their houses. And there was always this fear of doing something wrong and, you know, getting in trouble or being accused of something that you didn't do. So we were raised out of fear because you always had to say the right thing and do the right thing and look the right way um, in order to not suffer any type of, you know, repercussions or consequences. So, kids, do you feel that it's important for you guys to have a voice in your home, even though you're children? Do you feel that that's important? Yes, ma'am. Yes. I feel like that's important because if your child doesn't have a voice at home, then they're not going to have a voice at school. Right. Like, what if they're getting bullied at school, and because they don't have a voice at home, they feel like they shouldn't have a voice to speak up about it. But if they have a voice at home, and something happens at school, or something they don't like, they'll be able to say something and take a stand against it and use their voice to do something good. Right. Um, and, like, having a voice is actually a pretty good thing, because, like... 
people ask you questions and stuff and you feel comfortable to respond right and not having a voice just makes you just feel like what's going on why do I, I don't have a voice and everybody else has a voice instead of you just feeling different you should feel like you have a voice all right when we silence our children we make them adults who become silenced and as i stated earlier our voice is literally one of the most vital things that we possess so don't automatically think it's a sign of disrespect if your children ask you a question or maybe even question something that you said as long as they're not coming out you know their mouth disrespectful or in a tone in which it's not appropriate honor their questions and welcome them and be accepting to their questions and answer their questions you know don't just disregard their input because they're learning and they're watching everything and that's how they learn and how they adapt to different types of surroundings so i have a few questions for the kids what is and you can be completely candid completely honest and completely like brutally honest okay what is a parenting aspect that your dad and I do well? Um, I'll go first. Okay. Um, you guys do well in teaching us new things and teaching us how to become good with women in the world and teaching us how to do right things and teaching us how to say good things around people. Because what is the one thing that I tell you all the time? Well, I'm raising you to be law-abiding, you know, productive. Citizen. Right. Citizens. So that's like my thing. I'm raising them to be law-abiding, productive citizens. And and also, you say words speak louder than action. Mm -hmm. Backwards. Action speak, speak louder than words. Yes, I tell you that all the time. Tell me that too. I do. <laughs> I tell him that all the time too. Does I mess up too? Yeah. I mean, we so, all do. Asia, what about you? I feel like... Giving them life lessons and life experiences to relate to is a really good part. That's something that we do well? Yes. Okay. Because if, you, if your child doesn't grow up with life experiences or you giving them examples of what you had to go through, what it was like back in your day, how you did in school. Back in your day? Did y'all hear that? Like, Ooh. our day was 500 years ago. Did no, y'all hear that? Yeah, I don't, she ain't talking about that. Uh, I don't know who she's talking like about. <laughs> but, like, if they don't have life lessons that relate to school or what they're doing, they won't understand. Right. They'll have a voice, but they, they'll they be confused as to how to use it. It'll just be like, if I don't have life lessons, then what is this for? Listen. What am I supposed to do? This is something that I'm still working on because he's constantly fussing at me about it. But I don't care how much you love your babies. I know they're your babies. But you cannot shelter your children to the point in which the real world knocks the wind out of them. You have to let them fall on their face. You have to allow them to make mistakes. You can't always save the day. And that's something that I'm getting better at because I will go to war for my babies. I will go to the ends of the earth for them. And he's like, babe, they got to fall. They got to stumble. They have to, like, scratch their knee up. They have to, like, scratch their elbows up. They have to in order to be able to withstand everything that the world is going to throw at them. So I'm getting better at that. And, and, and you say that, I don't do the right thing when nobody's watching. Oh, Jay, that's, yes. I tell you that all the time. Do the, that's something that my grandmother always told me. She would always say, do the right thing, even when no one is watching. And what's the rest of it? Because right can stand in the corner. 
Uh, and still be right. 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 They can stay in the corner by itself and still be right. So that's something that I tell them all the time. So I'm glad that you guys are actually listening to us and remembering what we say and that you feel like those are some aspects that we do well. Yeah, because even though you, you sometimes think I don't listen, I still listen. Well, that's good. I'm glad that my words are not falling on deaf ears. And also, sometimes it's just like teaching them to ride a bike. You have to have training wheels first before mm. you get the real wheels. Come through. Because if you don't have training wheels, you won't know how to ride a bike. You'll be struggling. She she easy. is her mother's child. Do y'all hear that? <laughs> it's like preparing them for life in school. If you don't prepare them, they won't know what to do. Right. If you don't train them, they won't know what to do. Because they'll fall with the training wheels. Get back up and keep trying. Keep trying. And once they're ready, they'll move on to the real wheels. Mm -hmm. And I remember when last year when I was in fifth grade, I used to always always struggle in math and I kept going and kept going and trying and now this year I'm actually better in math because I never gave up and I just kept trying. And so you actually have a what in math right now? A plus. A, a plus. So yeah, you just got to keep trying, right? I'm glad that you guys see our efforts and see the work that we put in daily. So with all the things that you guys say that we do well, Bay, here's going to be, this is going to be the question. What are some parenting aspects that you think that we could do better? That we could, you know, we, we can improve on. on. Discipline. Discipline. Oh, uh, uh, okay. He's on her phone. <laughs> right. <laughs> She's absolutely talking about her phone. She okay, so what about discipline? Um, because I think instead of you like yelling at us, you can give us warnings, like not trying, not like being nice or anything. You're just giving us a warning before we get like a heads up before we get in trouble. Like for me, now I want you to be honest. Do you not get warnings before you get your phone taken and your TV taken and all of that? It's the majority of the time the phone, so. Do you not get warnings? Um, yes, I do get warnings, but wait, wait, wait. Okay. But I, 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 doesn't, I don't obey the warning, so I... So what do you want from us if you don't obey the warning? What do you want from me? <laughs> I, want, I want mommy for you. I want you to, like... Give you 12 more warnings? No, I want you to, like... Like, if I get in trouble... I want like a, what's it called? I want like one of them. Timeouts? No. I want one of them journal things like I, I saw before. You want to write out what's what's going on? I want to write out my thoughts. Okay, we can do that. I saw it as a girl the day before and she writes out thoughts and she puts it in the thing and her mom sees her thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I thought it would be a cool idea for me and you to do it. I like that idea. We can start doing that ASAP. Okay? Asia, what about you? Um, I would say kind of like experiences and opinions because times have changed and like the ways people learn have changed. Not everything's the same. Like it's it's hard to explain, but it's just like you can know one thing and know something else and think they're the same but it's not. She's it's talking different. about homework, y'all, because <laughs> It's different from when it's we did It's so it. different from when we learned it. So we'll be trying to show her the way we learned what she's doing 20 plus years ago. And she's looking at us like, we don't do it like that. And we're like, but you still get the same answer. And she's, But we don't do it like that. And it's like, but there's more than one way to skin a cat. So what you are asking us to do is to be more open to allowing you to use the techniques that better suit your learning style versus trying to force our learning styles on you yes okay we can do that 
because it's really hard sometimes because there's more than one way to do a problem but one way is probably easier than the other but the other one could take more work and more time to get the right answer and see and we can only show her the way that we know it the way that we learned it so a lot of times with certain homework assignments it becomes very challenging because we learned it an old-fashioned way 20 plus years ago and now they have a new more modern way in which they do it and sometimes the girls don't always understand that hey our approach may be different but the end goal is that we get the answer and we get the correct answer so that's something that we can work on allowing you guys to embrace your um, individual learning styles and the techniques that you guys are learning in school. My last question for you girls is what is the best thing about us being your parents? Um, the best thing about you guys being my parents is that I like how you support us and and um, be there for us and teach us like new things that some kids don't learn and like make us have a a house under our head and stuff like that and make us feel like feel like we're important to y'all and I think I appreciate that because some kids parents don't appreciate them and stuff and mm -hmm. some kids don't have parents. That's very true. Thank you for saying that. What about I, you? I would say in my opinion it would be like time and the way you help us because you might not know how to do something but you'll still try your best to help us even if you're wrong you're still trying to help us and you're always trying to fit us in with your schedule to spend time with us you could be doing a million things so you'll still make room to spend time with us so what happened today that was a good example of that well, what happened today was you were working at work and I sent you my essay to get your opinion about it and you stopped what you were doing to read my essay and correct it for me. Yeah, so she sent me her essay and she says, I know you probably don't have time, but I wish you could read my essay. And truthfully, in my line of work, I really don't have a lot of time. But I literally stopped what I was doing and I read her essay in its entirety and I sent her back some edits and a couple of corrections and grammar um, corrections that needed to be made and just the fact that she appreciated me for taking the time to do that because I could have brushed her off and said you know I don't have time to read this I'm at work X Y and Z but no I stopped what I was doing to read it and her essay was actually really good I only had to make what, two corrections, Asia? Yes. And they were really minor corrections. Um, one was just separating a sentence, and another one was just changing a couple of words around. So the fact that you guys see the time and the effort and the energy that we put into being the best possible parents we can be, I know that means a lot to me. What about you, Beth? Well, it means a whole lot. It means we're doing a good job. Yeah. So I think that's every parent's goal is to do a good job by their kids. And, you know... I think we do a pretty good job at I mean, we spoil them, of course. <laughs> I mean, but at the end of the day, I believe we're great parents. 
and they can't really say nothing bad about us at all. <laughs> yeah, like but it. even if they did, we'll talk about it. Right. And I'll let them know they should be saying nothing bad guys, about us. Oh my god. Hey guys, we're not really spoiled. We're, we're ladies, and daddy, like, and daddy like to spoil me and sissy and mommy because we're ladies, and he loves us and he appreciates Y'all us. Y'all heard it. So that's Y'all why he spoils it. us. So, so yeah. Can't even spoil myself. <laughs> All right, you have something else to say? Yes. Okay. I also feel like time is a big thing that like some kids and their parents need to have because like if you don't have if you don't spend time with your child, your child should be like almost your best friend. Mm-hmm. But they should still look up to you and treat you like you're an adult and respect you exactly. But if you don't have that connection with your child, you won't understand them. You won't know how to talk to them, how to respond to them, how to hang out with them, do things with them. Yeah. It'll be because different. if you're not spending time with one another, you don't truly know each other. You don't like know what's like what's in common and stuff. Exactly like, because like, well, my yeah. our kids are completely different, and so we had to treat them according to their differences um, because they are like so polar opposites. But that comes from us spending time with them and knowing what they like and what they don't like and things of that nature. So time is really important. Yes, and ma'am. When we be talking about something, mom would be like, don't treat me like one of your little friends. Oh, I tell them that all the time. I'm not one of your little friends. <laughs> but we have such a great relationship that we have um, open communication and they literally tell me everything. Like some things I'm like, oh my God, why did you tell me that? But I appreciate that they trust me with the matters of their heart. So we are going to end the episode with the I saw a meme segment and we actually have two memes tonight for this particular episode so the first meme was one that I found that I felt really resonated with me and it says speak to your children as if they are the wisest kindest most beautiful and magical humans on earth for what they believe they will become I truly believe that we have to watch what we say to our children and we have to pour into them daily you know, I tell my kids every day, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And then when they get out the car in the morning for school, I roll down the window and you can ask my baby girl. She'll be walking up the sidewalk and I'm yelling out the window, you can do all things. You can do all things. And she's kind of like, okay, mommy. But it's something that I know will stick with her. And she'll remember when she becomes an adult and she's up against challenging things and hard things. She'll remember how I was constantly infusing into her life that she can do all things. So just speaking to them in a way that makes them develop into the best possible versions they can they can be. I think it's very important. That's why that meme stuck out to me. Bay, what is your meme? Well <clears throat> Okay, well my meme is instead of buying your children all the things you never had, you should teach them all the things you were never taught. I mean, material things were out, but knowledge stays forever. So, that's mine. And I think I read it pretty well, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know, y'all can comment you know, later on that. But yeah. And oh thank y'all. Hold on, hold on, we're not done yet. Wait a second. Oh. So, why does that meme stick out to you? Because, mm, well, I buy my kids a lot of things. Right, but it's more about what, it's more than what we buy them. It's what we teach them. Why is that so important? To teach them the things that we weren't taught. Like, you and I had a conversation about that the other day. Remember? Yeah. And you, um, we were having a discussion about certain things that happened or didn't happen in our childhoods. And how sometimes you can still be affected by it in adulthood. 
So why is teaching them the things that we were never taught more important than making sure that they have everything that they want? So they won't end up like you, in a sense. Like, well, me, some things that I went through. When he said so they won't end up like you, he was not talking about me. I'm talking about myself. That kind of came out weird. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about myself, you know. But yeah, so oh, just talking up. about parents in general. So, but I but I can only speak on me. Okay, I can't speak okay. on other persons in this sense because these are my kids. So, there's a lot of things that I didn't do as a kid, and I kind of like sometimes take it out on them. And you know, I'm getting better with that as time goes on. But you got to teach them the things that you didn't get as a kid. You got to give it to them now. So, I don't really hold back on certain things. If they want to do certain things and do this, I do it. Sometimes my wife, she pushes me, but... I do. I was going to say, because I Because I stay, I stay old-fashioned sometimes. Very old-fashioned. A lot of times, we're really into providing memories now. Um, our kids have had everything they could possibly want and need. So we are more into purchasing memories. And as a child, I traveled and I went on vacation. But if you did not grow up that way as a child, you kind of don't see the importance of it. So we, it's a challenge sometimes when I want to expose them and experience them to certain things and he doesn't see the importance in it. But now as an adult that he's seen these things, you now see the importance and how important travel is and building right. memories and vacations. Because I didn't on. get those. I didn't get those memories as a kid. So now... How she explained it to me, how she told me the better way to do things. My kids get to see places, you know, they never seen before. I get to experience those places for the first time with them also. So it's kind of therapeutic for both of us. Mm -hmm. Because we get to have a lot of firsts as a family. And I think that's really important. So, girls, you have anything to say before we close out this episode? Um, Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I hope you learned a lot. For what we did and talked about today. And um, I hope you have a good night. And bye. Do you have anything to say? Thank you for listening. And I hope you find new ways to sit down and talk and express yourself with your child. Anything else, sir? I get with y'all next episode. <laughs> Why is that always on, like his closing line? Whatever episode I'm on, next, um, I would get with you guys and you know, ladies, then and have a great night or a great morning wherever y'all at. <laughs> have a blast. Listen, we appreciate you guys for listening to our very first family episode. It was very important to me when I was pondering this episode that I included everyone. And so I'm glad that you guys took the time to listen. I hope that we said something here that resonated with your spirit and that you may can incorporate into your family dynamic. Until next time, know that God's got you. You don't have to worry about anything. I love you. See you in a week, hopefully. Don't hold me to it because your girl been tired, okay? But I love you and I'll see you soon.